Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. First, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I hope you enjoyed last week's interview with one of the the nicest people and the most inspiring. And he is a historian of the Canon film era. And of course I'm talking about King of the sequel director, Sam Furstenberg, amazing guy. If you haven't heard that yet, after listening to this review, go back and check it out. And then he has a great book. But before we get into this week's sequel, American Ninja Two: the confrontation, I got to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, Doug. I feel very patriotic considering it was just July 4th and now we're doing American Ninja. American so I think, Ninja. I think it's very, very fitting. This, I, I'd love this movie. This is, oh. you know, I know, I know we, we spoke about this, but I, I used to own the VHS of this movie. I've seen it a thousand times. Um, you know, it, it watching it as a kid, it's a great, movie that's great watching it now it's like i don't want to say bad it's but it's it's a bad movie that's great if that that makes sense you know it's just it just it's still great but in a different way yeah the one comment we'll get into you know while we go through everything and at the end but one thing i love about these movies and that's why it's almost like a spoil for me like if a new movie came out an action movie if you were like doug did you see this yet it's not that I don't want to see those movies, but these movies to me move so fast. And like the Canon era, like Sam talked about, uh, they didn't like anything over 90 minutes. So it's always like 129 and change or 128 and change. This movie moves. And I love that. It does not. St- and that's why I loved it as a kid. I mean, I, I, I saw American Ninja one as a kid and then this movie to me blows the first one away. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just, it's just nonstop. You're right. It's nonstop action, man. Let's just, uh, we got to <laughs> jump right into this one. So right off the bat, it's so cool. Like you see Canon group because that to me is like, there's like a lore with the, if you look at all their movies, there's so many epic movies that they've done, whether it be like the death wish two, three, four, five, or like, the Chuck Norris movies. There's so many epic movies and seeing that name, you like know what you're in for. You know that there's going to be a lot oh, yeah. of freaking action and a lot of people are going to die. You're, 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 you're in for a ride. I mean, uh, you know, and literally, I mean, it's just, you know, all, all, all the canon movies in the eighties. I mean, they were, just, they were just awesome. I think you meant you're in for a ride because the movie opens up with a POV of Kawasaki motorcycles just going. It, do, it does. And you know, I was wondering was there a point where you actually, because there were three motorcycles, there were three actual road motorcycles, the three Marines dry, uh, riding, but there's a few points where you see the point of view of a motorcycle as if you're riding it. Do we see three? Like, is that like a fourth motorcycle? <laughs> that is true. I remember just like when it went, like it kept bouncing back and forth. It was like POV, POV. And then it would show like a side shot of the cliff. And I'm just like, whew, the speed that they're going. And just watching that. And then you almost forget because I watched this movie before I interviewed Sam. You know, that's like three, four months ago now. So I'm like, all right, what's going to happen right now? Is this going to be like ninjas right away? Like what? What? But see, but you know, but that was great though. Like that's how they did a lot of movies back in the day where the credits come on. 
but you're watching a movie as the credits are going. Yes. Like, you know, it, and that's awesome. You know, when you just see the credits rolling, you know, it, it stinks like, but like, this was like, it's awesome. You're, you're watching the movie. The movie started already as soon as the credits came on. Yeah. Well, they, like they said, like Sam was saying that the, uh, Golbus and Golan, they, uh, man, nothing over 90 minutes. So they didn't want to waste anything, but dude, it's so <laughs> funny when you watch some old movies, they have credits for like three minutes with nothing, just like the words and like not even a city background, like still images, but with this boom, we're going to see everybody yep. who's in it. Sam Furstenberg film, uh, Dudikoff, Steve James. And then, so they go to this bar. Okay. The blind beggars bar. <laughs> so, so this is the, a ton of things about this. So we have these Marines and this big, I'm trying. I was trying to think who he looks like, the big guy. Yeah, I know. He he looks like he would be like a bad guy from Tango and Cash or something like that. He just like, yeah. but the, the big guy. Do you notice that his shirts are always stained? Yeah, yeah. He has like puke stains on every shirt, like because he has like two different outfits and they're both stained with like crap, like of some of some sorts. Like what? I don't know what their deal is. I guess they're just a local gang, and they do have connections with the ninjas and the line. I have no idea where they fit in, but the fact that they walk up and they're going to try to rough this guy up for a dollar, that's less than Toto charges. And we'll get a Toto later, but this guy just wants a dollar. What's he going to do with a dollar? Yeah. Well, I, what, what I want to know is, I mean, obviously, you know, they're right off the bat. They show you who's the bad guys, but Ugh, why do they need yeah. the ninjas there? If the, if the, the gang, already took care of the of the marines okay this is another thing so that bar it was in operation because we we go to that bar like two different times later in the movie right so the was the bar closed and they were just let in there because the ninjas came from the office when they oh. came out they carried those guys away after they beat them up well maybe they were changing into the ninja outfits <laughs> behind the bar and then they came back out <laughs> I was not expecting that because you had like that fight. You had them come up and they start fighting when he asked for a dollar. You're like, oh, maybe these guys are going to do something. And they're like, I don't know. They're Marines. They're bigger guys. They didn't really do much. Well, okay. So, so, okay. So not to jump too far, which I'm going to do anyway, but yeah. yes, they, they really got their ass handed to them by this gang. Yet they completely hold their own at the end of the movie with all the ninjas. <laughs> they do. So, I mean, and there's so much to talk about that, but yeah, I mean, you know, and I have to be honest. I mean, I've seen a bunch of ninja movies. These ninjas are the absolute worst. Oh, they're not. They're like the stormtroopers of ninja movies. They all, it's so funny because there's so many times later, like throughout the movie, you're watching ninjas. Like they're, they just like, like, all right, this guy's going to get his ass kicked real quick. <laughs> and then randomly there's one and you're like, wait, is that like a, one of the bigger bosses? Yeah. No. And then he gets his ass kicked. They they really don't do any damage whatsoever. And they're supposed to be super ninjas. They're like they're definitely not super and they're not ninjas. So, you know, I don't I don't know what they are. Um, but yeah, they're they're the worst ninjas I've ever seen throughout the whole movie. I know. But they can uh, man. So so the bad guy, obviously we have the bad guys, the the puke stained shirt, the you know, the cause this movie was filmed in South Africa. So they're like that's like a s- bunch of locals they used on this movie. So that's like a south african gang i guess wherever it's kind of confusing the whole yeah i I, well he didn't have like an australian accent well south african it's kind of like that ish 
It's kind of like Australian. Yeah, they're kind of all blind. Why? Because it's shaped the same as Australia? (laughs) (laughs) It's like that British tie. It's like once it goes from Britain, South Africa, then it's not. And then Australia just is drunk. It's like the drunker they get, the the dialect. (laughs) But no, the fact that you have this freaking dweeb, Tommy, who when he like cowers away, he pulls like. It's funny that the interaction we just had on some random guy on Twitter, he kind of pulls a uh, Terry Silver. Yeah. I feel like he's peeking well, I, out. I, I, his name is Taylor. Tommy Taylor. Tommy, oh, it's Tommy Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> he looks like a Tommy Taylor. He looks like Michael Phelps. He looks like Olympian Michael Phelps. And he was so dweeby because the other guy came over and he's like, you did your job. Now get out of here. And I'm just like, they are the wimpiest Marines ever. I like they're like they're really like I mean you see a bunch of them throughout the whole movie. They're they're not like big guys. They're they, they actually look out of shape. Like they don't look like they're they're uh, so I don't know what kind of Marines they are. Oh, that might make sense why the, the ninjas stink so bad. Because aren't they all basically ex-Marines that they keep kidnapping? Well, so so we can kind of talk about that now. So that's one thing I didn't I don't know, should we I'll save it for when we get closer right, there because yeah. that's one okay. Not a question that I had. Something that I was... I don't know why they didn't introduce it later in the movie. Okay. Uh, But... So, yeah. So, no. The thing that makes no sense. So, this Tommy Taylor, he... His... We find out, like, not too far after this. His wife is kidnapped by the lion, who's... I don't even know. He looks like a guy who lives in, like, Boca Raton, selling condos and, like, Everglade property. And his name is Leo. Leo oh the lion. <laughs> you ready for one better? That what? actor. He was a big time actor. He was on like shows like Land of the Giants. Like Michael Dukakis. Uh, <laughs> Michael Dudikoff. He was like so excited to work with him because Dudikoff was still young in his acting, really. Right. He started like early 80s. And uh, this Conway guy, he was Gary Conway. He was in like a bunch like land of the giants but he was like a canon writer he wrote enter the ninja he wrote american ninja one two three and four and he wrote the story of over the top really yeah so was he a writer before an actor or an actor actor before writer because he didn't start writing until the 80s maybe he always wrote but nothing got picked up but uh yeah they asked him to be in this movie in this role that's awesome yeah, that's great. Just by mentioning over the top, that just you know to me that's that's Classic. huge. <laughs> so it was oh no. So the, his whole thing is his wife was kidnapped, so he has to give them Marines. So the scientists could we'll get into that storyline later. But the fact that don't they look and be like, hey, you know what's funny? All these people that go with Tommy places, they never come back. I I I said the same thing. I go you know like because they keep questioning like they're, they're missing Marines all the time. And what's the one thing that is common through all the, because they said two Marines are miss, missing from a boat. Two were missing from a bar. Tommy was there both times. <laughs> like they don't question Tommy whatsoever. And even and later on in the movie, when, when, uh, you know, uh, Armstrong and uh, Jackson, exactly. Tommy's there and they get attacked. So like they, they, they aren't the brightest. I mean, considering the, the, the captain or, what is he? A captain? Wild oh, Bill? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wild Bill. Let's not talk about, Bar- I love Wild Bill. <laughs> Not Val Kilmer? You mean the the? He does look like ice, ice man. 
<laughs> but I mean, like, so I mean, if he's your captain, the Marines are not going to be that good. <laughs> but the thing that's funny about the whole thing when we meet him, their whole thing is they're Marines, but they have to pretend to not be Marines. So they're all like drinking and they're dressed like real sloppy. So maybe that's their MO. They're like, we can't be in super shape because everybody around here will know. But what do they think they are? Just like a bunch of dudes that live together? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I just surf and just swim all the time and hit on girls. That's basically <laughs> what they're, yeah. So then we get we see Steve James, Dudikoff, Jackson, and Armstrong arrive in the airplane. All right. Before we even start into the movie, I watched part one first, you know, because I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm so glad that they, they gave James more role this, this, this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, to me, he makes the whole movie. I mean, you know, I, I mean, this, I mean, Dudikoff is awesome, but James, his scenes are hysterical. And he's just so badass that, like, I think they realized that, like, had a little hidden gem in the first movie. So we got to give him more of a role in the second one. And he's legit. He's a legit martial artist. So for him, it's a lot easier. Uh, With Dudikoff, like Sam said, he was just super athletic. And they're like, hey, we can make this work. Like what they did with Lucinda in Breaking 2. And then they used her in Ninja 3. So, like, it was easy to do. But no, you're right. His scenes, funny. But his fight scenes are yeah, they're great fight scenes. They're yeah. little short burst fights, but they're I love it. No, I agree. Did you get a little bit of the music when they land it? It gave it's funny, the first thing that pops in my head, I'm like, this reminds me of Weekend Bernie's too. Oh, the tropical, yeah. Yeah, and then right away I go, boom, Steve James is in Weekend at Bernie's too. He's one of the two voodoo guys. Yeah, no, no, I know. But I'm trying to think, like, I wonder, like, is there, because it definitely does, you know what? I didn't think about it until you just told me, like, I knew the music sounded just familiar. It was so, so tropical and everything. Um, but you're right. It is just like Weekend of Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a composer, too. And then, from, yeah. But then from there, you get the, there's very generic, like, these movies are trying to, you know, not spend as much. So there's, it's very generic. Like, when they're in the car, when they get picked up by, oh, my God, dude. The way they pick them up, and they're like, You guys see a couple of Marines by any chance? No. Shit. We're supposed to pick up these two Marines on this flight. Uh, what were their names? Armstrong and Jackson. You're looking at them, pal. Army? You guys are supposed to be Marines. Sorry. Well, throw your stuff in the back and jump in. Army. Yeah, I, you know what? And then, yeah, Army, what a drag, he says, or something like that. Like, they treat these two guys like crap. Like, especially that old guy, the sergeant, or whatever. Like, why do they hate him so much? <laughs> these guys were brought in to help them out, and they hate them. They hate him. Yeah. Now, uh, just the the total smack talking. Again, just like all the other movies we talk about in the universes. Like, all right, you don't know who John McClane is. You don't remember the Nagatomi Tower or how he saved the, uh, you know, the all the planes from blowing up. Oh, in the third movie, he's in New York. We're going to treat him like shit the whole movie. Just like this. How did he not get around what Joe Armstrong did saving a colonel's daughter? Uh, from ninjas. And then Wild Bill has never heard what a ninja is. Hell or ninja. You're a secret Japanese society expert in the art of assassination. This is the most ridiculous story I've heard in my life. Are you telling me that my other four men were abducted by the same ninja? Yes, sir. 
But why? Are they working for the Russians, the Libyans, or what? I mean, he, 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 at this time, I'm assuming everybody, regardless, in the world knows what a ninja is, whether you saw the movie or not. You know, what's ninja was his answer. You know, I mean, it's just so stupid. <laughs> but this is where we got, like, one of the best, like, the, you knew that uh, Steve James Jackson's character was going to be a lot different uh, because he can't, it's like sequel, it's heightened. You know, obviously his fight teams are more, but his lines are funny. When he's talking in the car, He's like, I'm not going to like it here. And the guy goes, yeah, the girls go topless a lot here. He goes, I think I'm going to like it here. <laughs> the next line. Yeah, you know, he definitely, he definitely like throughout the movie. He, I think he forgets his mission a few times. <laughs> and, and I'm going to throw it out there before we get there. But I think Dudikoff also is sort of a dick a few times in this movie because he kills a lot of innocent people. <laughs> he does. So, oh yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that. Oh no, I know one point that he does kill all the people, and I was like, "Wait, why do you have to do that?" I know. <laughs> all right, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I wrote about Wild Bill. I go, Wild Bill looks more like an RA in a dorm, a six-year senior, and he also looks like my mom's new boyfriend who's in between jobs. Because <laughs> he, he has that, he has that stash. Like he's always at the gym, doesn't work out. Yeah, he has, he has, and he has that Val Kilmer look like at around the same time, you know, like real genius or, uh, you know, again, I, uh, Top Gun. I mean, and I noticed that you have a little GI Joe behind you. That's crazy. Right. Did you read about that? No, but I mean, I, I know GI Joe. So, I mean, it, and I didn't think about it, but <laughs> there's a big coincidence there. Well, the end of the movie, now that you mentioned it, Obviously, if you're watching on video, you sort of can see it because I have my mic in the way. But at the end of the movie, he's they're wearing the same hat, the same exact hat with the cavalry on top. So you know little, I, I, during the movie, I didn't realize until I'm looking at the picture right now. That's crazy. I got I gotta ask Sam if he was a fan of G.I. Joe or maybe the costume designer was. They had to be. I mean, they look exactly the same. I mean, they had oh, to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, you know what? I'd be curious about that story because there has to be something, you know, underlying in there. No, definitely. So here's what I wrote. You just mentioned before. Why would you go wild water skiing if Wild Bill just said two men just went missing while fishing? The water, something's happening. I don't know. All right, could it be ninjas? Maybe they could think, oh, maybe there can be ninjas here too. But what if there's just like a shark or something? I would not. The first thing I do when I get there, I wouldn't go water skiing. And doesn't he say something like, I don't even know why you guys are here? He says yeah. that line. He ordered two guys to come there. <laughs> I know. Well, they ordered they ordered uh, Marines, not Rangers. Oh, so so because of the military, the army guys there, they're not going to know why they're there. Yeah. Okay. He's kind of like Lasardish. I mean, like you know, he just he seems a little clueless about, about a lot of things. No, he is, and all the stuff like right away, I could tell at the party later, like who's involved with everything. And he's like just so out of it. Like he doesn't have any idea that like that Inspector Singh guy is crooked. Like why would they not think that? And, 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 so you think about how long they've been in that on that island. You're gonna tell me they haven't been suspicious of any of that. You know, like they never they don't know anything that goes on that that island uh, uh, with the with the lion, whatever. I mean, like it's yeah. They they I feel like like you said, what did they do? I I know they're undercover. 
but do they ever like actually work or they just stay on the cover? Exactly. And they aren't all too bright because the way Tommy, when he's driving the boat, he look somehow the boat trip is that long that they fall asleep. I, I said the same thing. I said they literally were in the boat for five minutes and every one of them were sleeping. Like, and like a deep sleep. Like, not like they just fell asleep. They all were sleeping like they've been riding a boat for like, you know, 24 hours. Armstrong was the last one and he, Tommy looked back for one second. I just hate, why don't, I hate saying the name Tommy for like an adult male, Tommy Taylor. Like, no, just the back when he looks back and Joe's like, I want to like, yeah, 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 he's fighting it. And then he just pulls two little wires that were so long. They were hanging underneath. He didn't even try to hide it. Like he, literally that's the way he's going to sabotage the boat, but he's unplugging it. He unplugged it. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Armstrong was able to find in two seconds. <laughs> he was. <laughs> and I love that they're working on it. I'm not saying that, I think it went, was the guy named Charlie? Hmm. Oh, yeah, Charlie McDonald was the other kind of dweeby guy that was friends with Tommy. He jumps back there. I don't know if he knows motors. All he did was pull the top of the motor off, and he looked at it. And he goes, everything looks fine over here. And then they said, you know what? Screw it. Let's go for a swim. They're on like a deserted island and, you know, no panic. Let's just go swimming. And they literally like they when they go out there, they're gone. Like you don't see them at all in the water, which, by the way, is covered with big rocks all over the place. Looks like the most dangerous place you possibly go swimming. (laughs) Dude, this is it right away. Ninja time. Because Joe goes, you know what? What am I going to do? Let me just walk around this island. That's really rocky. Let's go check it out. Okay, so, you know, ninjas are, like, known for being stealthy, quiet, sneaky. No, these these ninjas come out from, like, like 100 yards away (laughs) in full view. No, no, like, no sneak attack whatsoever, you know, just so they, like, no warning. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, they're so non-ninja-like, it's not even funny. (laughs) One thing that was cool in the the behind-the-scenes I watched with Dudikoff talking about this movie he said in this movie felt like they were more ninjas, just some of the techniques they use. But how badass was it the one time they used each other to pull each other up over the boulder? That was like. Only ninja thing they did was make a human ladder and then pull each other up. That was cool, but that's the only thing they did. They really, if you know what, Dudikoff throughout the whole movie doesn't, I think he has one scratch on his face the entire movie. Yeah. His clothes get ripped up a lot. But he has one scratch. Yet every single ninja gets destroyed in seconds. <laughs> seconds. Well, they're like the stormtroopers, the foot soldiers. You know, they they just get their asses kicked. No, they get, they get dead. <laughs> they don't even get their ass kicked. <laughs> Dude, he is like, there was some of the stunts he does in this movie. And the guy who is the martial arts coordinator, which is the guy I told you that I uh, have... Some, a very insane story. This guy, Mike Stone, he plays Tojo Ken. He plays the number two to to Leo Leo the Lion. The martial arts in this movie. Well, he did the first three or four movies, dude. The one when Joe is getting choked, you see the rope on him and pulling up, like his chin is pulling up, and he pulls that guy over. I'm like, God, yeah. some of the fight in this little scene. There's more action in this little scene than so many movies that are like 
supposedly action movies nowadays. No, you know, you know, they, it seemed like this scene, they showed you a lot of different types of like ninja weapons and ninja moves that Joe is completely prepared for. I mean, yes, the scene that he, he he's still fighting guy being choked. Yeah, he was definitely easy. He was able to pull that rope down with with complete ease. Yeah, you know, you know. Then, then I mean, they had spears, they had nets, they had I think ch- Chinese stars. I mean, like it was ridiculous. One thing I have to say, and from you just rewatched the first one, is what, where where he trained. Well, we know where he oh. trained when he was younger. The fact that there was a lot of practice of throwing all different types of objects because there's one when he grabs like some guy's kendo stick and he throws it at yeah. a guy. Oh, it's the guy that throws a Chinese star. Yep. And he just misses. And then he throws the kendo stick and it hits the guy and he falls off. He, they, there's There has to be at least 50 ninjas in this scene and they miss him every single time of anything <laughs> they throw. Yet he does not miss. He has a, he has a bullseye every time, no matter what weapon it is. It could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> And, and go on. You have fifty ninjas. Why are they not attacking all at once? Every attack is basically one at a time. I don't know why. Every movie. Why do every these bad movie. guys get it together and go all at once? Even the gang later. They, they, with the, the, he, he instructs them one at a time to go after him. Go after him all at once. There's no way he can stop fifty ninjas. And the one I just mentioned with the kendo stick that was really cool. But the best one was when he caught the arrow. And then he throws a sword through a man's chest on top of the rock. And the guy falls off into the water. Do you think it's possible to throw a sword that straight like that? Like, cause he, he threw it like a bullet. Yeah. Cause it literally went straight or like a missile. He, he threw it like a missile. It literally went, the sword went straight uphill into the guy's heart. <laughs> That's pretty strong. And even the first one, when he throws a screwdriver through the guy's neck from 20 feet away. Like, he, he little, I don't think he's ever missed on any throw he has. It's insane. He's really good. He's that good. He, no, he is that good. And then, uh, and then this is when Jackson comes out of the water. He runs over and he's just ready to go. How about his theme? His music? When he comes <laughs> out, it's like these, these big bongos or like these yeah. like drums. That's... <laughs> Like it's like and it's like very aggressive drumming. Like here comes like a monster ready to tackle everybody, you know. <laughs> and he just it's just awesome. Yeah, and his fighting style is just so cool because you see with him, he has the technique, he can do like the toe-to-toe with guys. And I'm not saying Dudikoff couldn't do that, but his is more like quick kind of scenes, but Dude, Steve James, man, he knows. Well, he's also a beast. I mean, he he does get punched a lot in the face, but his his move after he gets punched is usually like a turnaround, quick punch back. Like he does, he does it multiple times throughout the movie, you know. And and he just he just he really is. I mean, he's huge. He, he he's. I'm surprised. I I know he died young with cancer, but I mean, it it stinks because he. You know, it, I think he could have done a lot of action, more action movies. Yeah, he did a lot. Like even from I forgot what is. Maybe it was American Ninja, but from that, they were like, wow, he's awesome. So he got put into Delta Force. So he's in a few of those movies. He starred in his own River River Bend. So there's like a bunch that he did. But now you're sure. right. Because, man, just 
So so they're doing so he kicks a bunch of guys' asses. He sees Armstrong, and then they notice a ton of ninjas. So I don't know how many total ninjas there were, because I think alone Armstrong probably took out 20 at least. At least. And what Jackson, maybe five or ten, because he was only around for like a few minutes. Well, and they're on like a little island. So where are they coming from? <laughs> They just keep like reappearing like they, you know, like it's like they kill one. They they automatically reappear at the like other end of the island and they just keep coming through. Like in a video game, the respawn yeah. <laughs> is like right there. And they just like keep going in, like a line. That's what it seemed like. You know, I mean, so, yeah. And you're going to tell me these Marines don't hear anything that's going on because they're back on the island now. You're going to tell me you're not hearing any of the death cries or, you know, throws or a fighting. Well, they must have heard something because they were in the perfect position for the, the jump off. Well. And considering every punch made a punch sound, they had to hear those. <laughs> hey, hey, Tommy Taylor, you hear the special effects that are going on over there? Every <laughs> punch. They, 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 that's the one, one thing in this movie. I mean, and there's a, there's a funny one later on. I know you know what I'm talking about, probably at the bar, but the sound effects in this movie are great. It's so like this, it's so off the wall. And I, and I think, you know, obviously that, you know, and I was listening to the interview, you know, he was going for comedy with the action. Like it's very different than the first movie. And I think it's so much better this way, you know, because it is a silly movie. So to add the silliness to it makes it so much better. Yeah. Embrace it. You're not making Casablanca Godfather. You're making an action movie. That's going to keep people excited for 90 minutes. And he achieves that with all these movies. This budget was lower than the the first budget, right? A lot less, so, yeah. right? So I think I think that's part of it is like, all right, since we're not going to have a bigger budget to do the things maybe we could do, let's add some comedy to it and change it up a little bit, and and I think it worked. Oh yeah. <laughs> so this part, I, I sent you the clip of the documentary, and I read about it. It was so mind blowing. The fact that when uh, Dudikoff talks about when they get to that scene, I think the place was called Boulders, and they were. Just before they're getting ready to jump off into the, well, they're jumping into the boat. Which <laughs> they cut to the jump to you the mean, boat. You mean the little like the little skip that like they landed like like they were really like two inches off the ground. <laughs> oh no! It almost looked like they were in the boat, and they told them they to jump. <laughs> That's what it looked like because that cliff was very high. Oh yeah, they would have broke their legs. But I mean, just but just the way they landed, it was just so ridiculous, so soft. But he said, Steve James, this is how much of a trooper Steve James was. Not until it was about to happen. He whispered quickly into Michael's ear and he says he doesn't know how to swim. So then they go, wow, that's a, that's a serious thing. So they get the stunt double. The stunt double doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> so then Steve is like, you know, I'll do it myself, but just promise to grab me before. So I'm sure there's obviously a take of them not landing in the boat because they would have broke their legs. I wonder how quick he like went over to grab. You know, I, I, I find that, first of all, I find that amazing that he waited until the last minute to say something. So I'm yeah. sure he, I'm sure he read the script and yeah. he read that. All right, here's the t- point where they can be jumping in the water. So I'm not sure why he waited to the edge of the cliff to say something, you know? Um, but you know, I, I, from far away, I, th- I actually thought it wasn't a stunt double. Like they probably could have gotten away. I mean, He's such a big guy. It's very probably hard to find the stunt double, yeah. you know, fit him. But yeah, that's a great story. And listen, if anyone could save someone drowning, it's it's Armstrong. <laughs> it's Armstrong. But I think that goes to how big and just badass 
Steve James is. So he's probably like, all right, I think I really have to. Maybe he thought he could will himself to just do it. Well, you, you know what? You, you just made a point. So how badass and big he is. Imagine, imagine like your fear is, listen, if you don't know how to swim, you definitely have a fear of swimming. And he has to jump off this high cliff that was pretty high into yeah. water and really faces fears literally. I mean, that's that's pretty badass. <laughs> so then we then they get back to Wild Bill. You mentioned before when Wild Bill's like, what is it, a ninja? Hell or ninja. And then so then Taylor's on the phone and he's on the phone with the bad guys. And they say to make sure you lured lured Joe to the bar. Now, hold on a second. So I don't I I, I don't know if this scene I think the scene happened already. Did you did you know the the big blooper that happened in the scene no. in the office? No, no, in the office, no. Okay, so do you see the pic? Uh, I mean, if you're watching this on video, the picture in the right hair co- corner, you see that guy? Yeah, that's Dudikoff. So there's a scene when he the he he's talking to Wild Bill. Both of them are yeah. standing there, and then you know you see with the front view you see Dudikoff. From the back, it's the stunt double, body double. And then when he walks out, the body double is in there. And he left it in there by, by accident. If you go back over to YouTube, when you get when you get a chance, you watch it. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, the, it's the, almost the worst body double mistake I've ever seen in a movie. You literally see the guy, body double walking out. That, that's awesome. <laughs> so then the next day, after Tommy Taylor is like, right, I'll lure him down. He goes right. He sneaks into his room. Oh yeah, Dudikoff sneaks into his room like in the middle of the night, right? No, no, no. Tommy sneaks into Dudikoff's room. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, right. yeah. Right. So, so Dudikoff is sleeping, and Tommy sneaks in. And first of all, so he goes, "Listen, I can't tell you what's going on now, but come alone." Like he he was the as as suspicious as you possibly can get. You know why couldn't you tell me right now? Like why can't you? You're standing right here with me. Why can't you tell me? So, I mean, uh, obviously, first of all, obviously, Dudikoff already, you know, suspected him being bad. Yep. So, you know, he knew where he was going. Not for nothing. Tommy isn't probably a good fighter. And he just knows that ninjas tried to kill, you know, Armstrong. Would you sneak into his room like that? Right. He could have thrown the phone, wrapped it around his neck and done because he does a lot of neck snapping in this movie. He, no, so he, he does. Could have, he could have snapped his neck. But I think at this moment, he he's he's so dumb that he doesn't think that Dudikov, he, Dudikov is only an army guy. He's not a Marine, yeah. so he doesn't know what's going on. So, <laughs> he, you know, so I think he just realized thinks that, you know, Dudikov is so stupid. Yeah, I'm going to come along, you know, make sure you come along kind of thing so he can kill him there. So, you know, oh my God. so then the bars. Cl- this, it made no sense. So he goes to the bar and there's people standing in front of it. He rides a Kawasaki, maybe the Marines that got kidnapped extra one. He goes to the front door. It's locked. So you're there. Right, let me go out around the side. He goes in the side. He opens the door. There's people there. <laughs> the bar's filled. Well, again, that's where the gang is staying. So they locked it. So he had to go that way. Because he, he fights them in the street first before he goes in the bar. He... Oh yeah, he does. He their ass right. So yeah. they locked the door so he could he had to meet them on the side. And again, he's the big guy's wearing a dirty stained shirt. He basically breaks everybody's arm in this scene. Yeah. Yet when he sees them later, they have no broken arms. That is true. <laughs> they heal fast. 
They heal very fast. He breaks a lot of bones. Like Seagal saw these movies and said, that's what I want to do. Because he breaks so many bones. He snaps so many necks. And he literally, I mean, in this scene, and, you know, we're going to talk about the fight scene, but in this scene, his back should have been broken. No, he gets up and walks out. I, if, if this happened in real life, what, when he falls on that table, he, he would have been dead almost. Like, he landed hard on his back. No, he just brushes up. Like I said, he has no injury. I think he has a bloody lip at the end. That's it, a bloody lip. He does, that's all. And the fact that he just whooped their ass in the street, he goes inside, he finds Tommy Taylor's room because he asked somebody. And so this makes no sense. So if somebody gives you directions and said, hey, because he asks, hey, do you know where Tommy's staying? And he goes, upstairs, end of the hall. He walks up and he turns a corner. It's the first room. That's not what end of the hall means. That'd be like the first door on the right. So I thought <laughs> it was so funny because even when he knocks on the door, I'm like, dude, wrong room. Well, did, you see, did you see what the woman looked like behind the bar that told gave him the direction? So, you know, she might not be with it. You know, I, I also don't understand, like, now he's going there. Dudikoff is going there knowing that he's probably going to fight people. He's wearing a tight denim jacket. Like, that's got to be extremely restrictive. Like, wouldn't you go there in a tank top, you know, and just like, listen, if I'm gonna, knowing that you're going to be starting, you know, you're going to fight people. Why would he's wearing super tight jeans and a tight denim jacket? What would you go with? You go a tank top? I think I go tank top and gym shorts. Gym shorts. <laughs> I mean, I want people to move around. <laughs> I don't want my boys constricted. I got to move fast. I got to be limber. And you, uh, you know what? Now that you make now you make a point of that, I might even wear a cup. I mean, if I'm going to fight, if, if there's ninjas in an area, good idea. They, they might be kicking me in the nuts. So you know what? <laughs> I think that's a good thing. That's what these ninjas would do. Other ninjas, they'd sneak behind you. They'd slit, you know, just sword to the throat. These guys kick you, look you in the eyes, kick you in the balls. <laughs> so do you think the bartender is in on this? All of this? They they have to know the local guys. I mean, they they, they have to. Because how can they constantly be lingering around the bar out there? They go in the bar, out bar, and no one says a word to them. Yeah. So it's almost like a like a saloon, like a like an old west saloon where these guys run the the you know the bar all the time. So yeah, I would say I would say first of all, she looks like she could be part of the gang. <laughs> she had the big 80s hair, I think a sleeveless denim jacket, you know, the bandana around her neck. Yeah, you know what? She might have been she might have been like one of the ladies of the of the gang. <laughs> Joe the grave Joe was like, nice jacket. <laughs> nice denim jacket. So then, all right, so he goes upstairs. Again, he just whooped these guys' asses. They come in the room again. They, and, dude, his kick, when he jumps off, again, well, weirdest room ever, right? Well, a very weird room. Um, but first, he breaks that guy's arm again that was wearing, yeah. like, a like a thermal shirt, whatever. Yep. So he broke that guy's arm outside, but then he breaks it again inside. And then that's when the big guy kept sending one at a time, go get him. And he just basically just mauled them all. And then, yes, that jumping kick that he just basically, it was almost like the, the Mortal Kombat, you know, Chung Lee kick when he yes. jumps across the screen. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> and the guy went through the door. Like, they had a very, very skeleton crew because of the, the budget. So that guy took that, bu- man, that guy went to that door pretty hard. And he's a pretty big dude. But no, to talk about this room. So you got to think, they're on... I don't know what is at the top floor. Let's say it is the top floor. When you walk into a room, 
how is there two double stairwells going up? Where and is again, that going? And this is a bar. <laughs> it's a bar. <laughs> well, that's the suite. That's the suite. <laughs> but no, dude, how about, and then this is where Taylor admits everything. I set up the Marines because, you know, they have my wife. The lion has my wife. And dude, when he looks out the window and Joe real quick is like, no, don't look out the window. <laughs> and I thought, I'm thinking so many different things. I'm thinking poison dart to the neck. I'm thinking Chinese star to the head. No, there was a guy literally standing there and stabbed him in the chest. You saw, you saw, you saw them like a shadow as they were walking across. Yeah. But I mean, like how stupid is it? He literally, he knows like, you know, if he talks to uh, Joe, it's going it, to, he's going to be in trouble. So he stands right in the middle of the window, right where the blinds are, like like full, like sort like that doesn't even like try to like look behind the curtain, you know, and like see if it's like, no, just stand right in the middle. And he does mention what the whole part of the point of this movie is, which we'll get more into later. But when he says that they're doing biochemical research on the people that, and I just had to drop that nugget because that's this is the first time we really find out of like what's happening. But then later in the movie, I had a theory, but then it totally went out the window. But you ready for Wild Bill with the best line in the movie? Does it involve a female ch- yeah. Uh, chest? I don't like that tiny maggot. I don't like him at all. I mean, what is this? Ninjas, drug pushers, my men being kidnapped and murdered? This is really beginning to get on my tits. I I wrote that down. I, I with that by far the best line in the movie. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, like, I, you know, it doesn't make like I I don't know if like a man would really say that. You know, like you know, in in the military, just kind of like sounds weird. But yeah, I, I laughed when he said it. Though. I'm like <laughs> weird. <laughs> but so you know, what, hold on. Yeah. Considering that they're not in shape, they probably have mantits. So you know, uh, that's probably what he means. I was just like, I'm trying to sit there and decipher, but that's something that, you know, if another character would have said that, I'd be like, oh, but that's Wild Bill. Like, when you look at this guy, like we talked about, like, he looks like an RA. He looks like this guy that is Lassard-ish. So that's like the perfect line. And then this is where he introduces, hey, this is what we're going to do. There's this big fancy party for, I think the party was for the- The lion? It was for the lion, but it was more for the ambassador. Yeah, yeah. He was for the ambassador. So for the party, the the smaller guy had to lend out his marine uniforms to to Jackson and Joe. I don't think they would fit into you know because <laughs> he says you know these are the only two suits or two uniforms I have, so don't you like ruin them or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And then I love that Jackson gives it right back to them because Wild Bill's like, you're going to dress like Marines. And he's like, <laughs> Marines? Give him that business right back. I wonder if that's a real, real thing, though. Like, like do the Marines not like the yeah. Army? Is, is it? It's, oh, it is? I know a kid that was in the Marines and he posts all these memes on Facebook that are like dissing the Army. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess. Yeah, but, but these guys were Rangers and Rangers are supposed to be tough. Like I think Rangers yeah. are supposed to be like the level of, you know, like a Navy SEAL or something like that. Like it's like a different yeah. from the army. So like the fact that they're, they're making fun of Rangers, like, you know, it's, you know, yeah. What's the know. Marine version of that? What's the Marine elite group? You know what? 
I don't oh, know. SEAL Team Six? No, right? That's Navy, right? Uh, yeah, SEAL Team is. I think I, you know what? I don't know. You lost me. <laughs> <laughs> There's any like former Marine upper echelon people? You know, Twitter at sequels only. Doug at sequelsonly.com. Just shoot us an email. Let us know. So then we get one of the oh another rival best line in the movie. So they get to this party. And they're supposed to be like doing this recon. They're talking about hey, Wild Bill is like okay Armstrong, you're gonna do this and then let's hey that's the line over there that's this and then jackson goes oh here's this hot chick i don't even know do you remember what she was eating i didn't even see what she was eating because that's what initiated his whole conversation with her i thought his conversation started off a little weird well she was eating something but i didn't know i guess maybe no, i know that dessert. but he said but doesn't he say like you know like eating's bad for you or something like that yeah he, he said doctors recommend don't eating that might i suggest aerobics isometrics me yeah but but okay so saying aerobics like as a woman's eating it's basically calling her fat like you can you, you can use some exercise yeah i mean it, she's far from fat and i mean she's fat with a ph she is he could have used so many different he could have walked up and said baby that's a beautiful dress it would look better crumble up next to my bed something like that no that, that's your go-to line well, I haven't had a go-to line in like 11 years, man. <laughs> I probably use one of those lines like Jackson did, something stupid. You can baby, you can you can use aerobics. <laughs> what? Yeah, you don't finish the line like when you tell a friend like, "Hey, use this pickup line." And then they say half of it. But uh yeah, that's crazy you told me before we started recording that they're they're married or they were married yeah yeah at that yeah. point or oh, good for him he scored a yeah. touchdown yeah he did he did <laughs> <laughs> so then we get inspector singh who we saw a little bit earlier in the movie definitely crooked he walks up he goes mr armstrong several witnesses say you were the last one who went into taylor's room which okay he was that's true but this is like you know right here wild bill has to know this you know what? They they literally do not hide the villains, the corrupt cops at all in this movie. Like you really know who's the bad guy from like the beginning, middle, you know, like a lot of times, they, you know, you'll find out, oh, yeah, this cop was corrupt or whatever. No, they, they basically show you every single person right off the bat who is the bad guy. Yeah. Which made me think because they do do that in all different types of movies. These like be action movies. I was like thinking like who could turn? I was like, it couldn't be Charlie. And then for one second, I'm like, what if Wild Bill? Wouldn't he be the perfect mastermind? The the least per the guy that says, "Oh, this is really getting on my tits." Is the guy that's behind this whole thing? He's really the lion. But no, we knew everyone. Can you really sound angry by saying this is getting on my tits? <laughs> like I feel like no matter how you say that line, it's just not going to come across angry. This is really beginning to get on my tits. <laughs> so I, I feel like if you say that, like in an angry mood, people are going to laugh. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so then we get Taylor's wife, Alicia. Uh, she she gets out of wherever she was because she was kidnapped. No, so maybe they're not Taylor's wife. Yeah. No way. That's not Taylor's wife. Oh, then who's Taylor's wife? Do we ever see her? 
No, that I was going to bring it up at the end of the movie. They never mention her again. Oh, that's but, why I thought it was her. No, I don't. I, no, because she was kidnapped. She's not kidnapped. Remember, they they the only reason why her father, who looks like her grandfather, is the um, scientist. Right. The only reason why he's doing the work for them is because they're leaving her alone. She oh, says that. She says okay. that in the movie. So yeah, that's not Taylor's wife. And it's okay. So now that you brought it out, I was going to say this, you know, at the end of the movie, when we see, you know, who made it out and who made it, they totally forgot about Taylor's wife. Cause he, yeah. obviously he was, he was, he didn't want to do what he kept doing only because they were, they were holding his wife hostage. They never say, they never say anything. So she they basically left her there. Oh shit. Or she died in the explosion. Another <laughs> yeah. one, another, another person that Dudikoff killed. Wow, you know what? It's funny because that, that's why I thought because it was only like five or ten minutes before that he tells about so I thought it was the wife. No. But it's funny you mentioned that they could have even like thrown in any line, like he could have said, like, oh well, I'm here for you know later in the movie. Armstrong could have been like, Where's Taylor's wife? And he's like, He he right. didn't he doesn't have a wife, he's doing this because or something. Something. Well, wow, let me say, if that was his wife, would she mourn a day? Because she, she leaves with, with, with Dudikoff at the end of the movie, which is basically between the party and that, I think it all happens in like two days. It does, yeah. So I, I don't think she, you know, yeah, it's not his wife. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get, so then this is when Alicia shows up. So not Taylor's wife. <laughs> and she starts freaking out. She goes up to the lion, slaps him in the face. And this is where we, so let me reveal this now. So, so this is where we meet the first time we see Tojo Ken. And I think we saw Toto already no, once. No. Was- no, you saw Tojo uh, on the Island. He was on, he was on top of the big rock. Cause he made, yes, a, he was, a, he made like a fist, like a, a ninja code thing. You're right. Hands. Oh, but he, was he in Ninja guard? He was a ninja guard. And then he took, a, took the, right. He took the, the right. headgear off. So, okay, I can see you're sitting down. Whoever's, you know, listening, pull over, just relax because this is kind of mind-blowing. So his name's Mike Stone, big-time karate guy. Like, he is up there with, like, the Chuck Norris's, like, winning the karate championships in the... Wait, his name, his last name is Stone? Mike Stone. He doesn't look like a stone. Well, he's from, he's from Hawaii. He's an American. So Stone is, like, a popular name in Hawaii? Yeah, there's a lot of stones over there. You know, it's probably lavas, volcanoes, coconuts, palm Flintstone. trees. Flintstone. <laughs> so here, here it is. So just think about how I just set that up. He's the martial arts coordinator for the for a bunch of these movies for Canon. Big time karate guy, right? So the fact that this is a connection, and I found this out just by going on his IMDb to see like what else he worked on. He had three photos. Okay. Second photo was like what. So I had to Google. So Mike Stone met Elvis and Priscilla Presley, 1968, at some big karate tournament in Hawaii. And uh, Elvis's longtime karate instructor was running it. Stone at the time had a kid, pregnant wife. So Stone was actually working for a bodyguard for another upstanding human being, Phil Spector. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so after the show, Elvis invited Stone back to the couple's penthouse suite, where Elvis said, hey, Priscilla, you should train with Stone. Three weeks later, Priscilla made the 45-minute drive to Stone School in Huntington Beach, but it was too far, so she started training with Chuck Norris. So after a while, Mike Stone was like, hey, I'll train you. I'll meet you at Chuck Norris's 
dojo. We could train there. Then they became closer and closer. Relationship soon turned romantic, contributing to Elvis and Priscilla's split. In February 72, divorced in 73. Stone and Priscilla would eventually split up because he sold the story to a tabloid entitled How I Stole El- Elvis Presley's <laughs> Wife from Him. Priscilla split with him because of that. And you ready for even crazier? According to Priscilla Presley and Mike Stone, Elvis hired a hitman to kill Mike Stone. Would you read this in the Inquirer? This is in her biography. Who's Priscilla? Priscilla Presley. <laughs> I mean, Please. I could see the I could see Wild Bill. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, but I mean, I Stone. Wow, wow! <laughs> like in my and, mind is blown. and here and here's how it happened. So I went on the IMDb. First photo was him in this movie. Uh, later in the movie when he's like fighting his own ninjas. But then the second photo I'm scrolling and it's him and Priscilla. And I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, did they date for some reason? I Googled and I was like, my jaw was on the table. I'm like, what the freak? And it was like confirmed by a few people like Elvis buddies from like back then said that for years, he said he knew a hitman and that he told Priscilla, anybody that ever bothers you, let me know and I can get rid of them. That's amazing. Crazy. That's amazing. Crazy. That's awesome. So not just a ninja, a wife stealer. A wife stealer. Mr. Steal Your Girl. And, <laughs> okay. So now back to it. So we see, so she goes up, she smacks, she smacks uh, well, she, the lion. She, she actually, I think she punches one guy down and then she smacked the, the lion. Yeah. And then I think that's when yes. Tojo like stops her for like a second yes. And then they take her away. And this is when Wild Bill's like kind of in on it. He knows. So this, I think this is the moment that Wild Bill finally realizes, you know, like maybe these, these army guys are right. So he says, take my car. He's like, take my car. You get it. You damage it. It's going to hurt my tits. <laughs> so his car, the cars that are over in, in that country. So cool. Because you got to think this is the 86, 87 when they filmed this. Those are like really cool, like late seventies. They look like a lot of them. I would say most of them were like Amer- American cars. Now it looked like a Cadillac. Yeah, like what kind of like a yeah. boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was huge. And then, dude, when they go into this, oh, and I, I love his line. Wild Bill goes, "Okay, now go kick some ass and don't let that little lady down." And this scene at the bar, they go back to the bar again. This is this is one of my favorite scenes in a whole movie. I mean, and 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 I think it has a lot to do with Jackson. He to me, he has a few one-liners in here, and and just the one one fighting thing he does is it's amazing. Just a little, it had a little had a little commando-ish to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Go into it. Go on. Okay. So you know, I mean, I I, you know, I had to rewind it because I wasn't sure I heard what I heard, but there was a scene when there was about what ten. 10 people from the, at and, least. And to answer your question before, it was a bartender in on it. I think they all are because even one of the women um, was trying to grab uh, Armstrong when he was climbing up the thing yeah. and he kicks her in the face. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I think they're all in on it, but when they had, okay. So 15 guys grab Jackson. First of all, he's yelling the whole time. Like he, he really loves the fighting. 
Like throughout the whole movie, he just wants more and more. And they 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 dive on top of him and just start pounding on him. And all of a sudden, all he does is like stand up and flex or whatever he does. And they go flying, all of them. And you hear bowling pin. You hear bowling pin noises. I had to rewind that to make sure I heard what I heard. And it was bowling pins. So, you know what? I'm assuming it might have been 10 because there's 10 bowling pins. <laughs> Uh, I love that he says, come on, you midgets, come on. And then when he does that, he goes, let's party. He also said this to someone else. He goes, um, he goes, if you want to be a big man, you have to learn how to eat. <laughs> and he started p- pounding the guy. <laughs> he threw one guy so hard into like oh. this crappy chase lounge. And the guy's head hit and then his back at the wall. <laughs> He he like he was almost like on a roid rage. Like he literally was just like wanting to fight everybody that was around him. He was just because when they, I mean, we, we don't have, he, they're not leaving yet. But when he they left, he wanted to go back in and fight more. Yeah, he didn't want to no, leave. when the line that you said where you said about eating, that's yeah, yeah. when he took a punch for the guy. Yes, just to take a punch. <laughs> he was He's roid awful. raging. He was one hundred percent. And then and the whole time, then Dudikoff is going, you know, I think, like, again, Dudikoff's the hero. You know, he's always trying to save the girl and just got the sidekick who just wants to kick everybody's ass. <laughs> Matt Jackson. And Charlie held his own. It, it was cool because Charlie and Jackson were doing the double punching on guys' faces and stuff. Does that, like, does that work? Like, I don't know if anyone has ever really, like, double punched someone like that. It just, you know. know. But don't forget, Charlie was also hitting on that girl at first. He was. Like he, he was trying to drink. He was in the background drinking. And, and you know, the girl, what, threw a beer at her? Yeah, she threw it right in his face. She right? threw a beer in his face, and then he ducked because someone threw a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this was like a typical, like, cartoon, like, Bugs Bunny brawl. That's what it seemed like. Because every person that Jackson threw, he just kept yelling at them and just, like, saying funny things. Like, it was just awesome. This is, like, this yeah. is the best scene in the movie. Yeah, Sam growing up like in, in Jerusalem, he said like a lot of those movies are those old westerns, so he wanted to have one of those and what a perfect like bar saloon. It, it looks like Bugs Bunny. It, again, it almost looks like the Val Kilmer top secret when he fights in that bar. Like yeah. it looks like a very similar scene. So then we get so they're getting out of there and they walk outside. How long are they really in there? And that car was getting ripped to shreds. Yeah, but real fast. Yeah. And what yeah. were the guys stealing? Usually, people steal like. Tires oh, they stole the door. They, they stole a door. They stole uh, hubcaps. The door. I think they stole the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> they, they stole like random parts of the car. <laughs> I think they stole one windshield wiper. Yeah. <laughs> they have that same car, and he's like, "Oh man, I need all those parts. <laughs> Give me all those." But uh, so then they get back to the party. Oh, wait, okay. Before you even get there, so this is the scene where I said that Armstrong should have broke his back. So he fights those guys up top on the on the balcony, and he and I guess the guy grabs him, and they both flip over and off the balcony and land on the table that was filled with bottles. Yeah, he breaks the, the table, but uh, but on his back, like the guy landed. I think Armstrong was on the bottom. The guy was on top of him, and he gets right up. I, I'm going to, I'm willing to bet you break your back. Anyone does that, you're dead. Or you, at least you're broken back. You're paralyzed. Yeah. Armstrong feels zero pain. And there's something we'll get to later that I thought I was right about. But no, he doesn't nothing. Like you said, the nothing. only time we seem injured, maybe like some cut clothes. 
but a lip lead. That's it. Yeah, that's it. The entire movie. He, he makes Seagal look good. He does make Seagal look good. You know what? You, but you might be right. Maybe Seagal watched a lot of his movies and say, listen, I don't want to get touched like this guy. I don't want to get a bruise like this guy. You know, and I want to, you know, because it's he, he, very similar fighting style. But I think Joe gets some dirt on him. I don't think Joe, the whole movie, is wearing a perfect uh, press suit. Run on train. I don't know. He looks pretty clean every time he leaves a, a fight. <laughs> His hair is always perfect. <laughs> every it's, time. It gets a little sweaty at the end when he takes the mask off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then they get back and dude, I love that Jackson gets that girl's number and she's with a guy that's like older than Alicia's scientist dad. That guy was so old that she was walking with and she gave him the number and it's like, boom. Yeah, but maybe that's how, that's how it is on an island. The women date the older guys. You know, the, the, all these mansions on the island is probably not, you know, and all these young girls and they date the rich old men. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. I do it. Why not? He's gonna die in like four years, you know. Switches meds. You, you, you said you suck it up for a couple of years, you know. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it probably dusty, but I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> but just you know, listen. When you want to cut the oxygen oxygen tank off, you cut it off, and that's it. It's done. Honey, did we do it last night? Yeah, it was so great. You were the best. Just er, turn it off like you turn off the propane grill, and he passes out. <laughs> so then, when they get back to the, I love Wild Bill's face. Like, what the hell happened to my car? Because what I don't know how long how far the bar is from there, but that must've been like 20 minutes. Cause nobody really noticed that they were gone. Yeah. You, you think the car would make it back? I don't know. Like, I mean, really, it really like it was demolished. They yeah. really like, you know, yeah. <laughs> One more sound effect we missed that I wrote down was when Jackson was fighting this bigger fat guy and he punched him in the stomach. It made like a drum drum noise when it, do you remember that it, 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 it's the sound effects are so loud like boom, like it was just ridiculous <laughs> so then we have from this part this is where the line comes back and he hears from i guess one of his guys and he says that american ninja fights like a tiger and so this is where armstrong's hiding in the back of the car He's hiding in the back of the car when Charlie drives back Wild Bill's car. Right. And this is where, I don't know if they said it right away, because all those guys were still around, like the ambassador was around. And well, they were looking sitting. for him because because they want to plant the murder of Taylor on him. Yeah, yeah. Less, but, yeah. But when did they say, you have to find her fast? When they were in the car and they started driving already, and Joe like, I guess that's what happened, right? Wild yeah, Bill yeah, gets yeah. in the car, he sits up. But uh, Well, I mean, the, the sergeant... We almost spoiled it because he, he goes, oh, no, Armstrong's right here. You know, <laughs> he's such a crazy. Oh, I hated that guy. How are they like, how is he not in the same page as wild bill? You know, like, like they seem to be on two different pages throughout the whole movie. Dude. And then even at the end, his like, thank you was so yeah. half-assed. Yeah. 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 What a that joke. guy looked like, oh, I can't think of his name. Big time actors and a million yeah. things. I know. I, look- I, I I thought. Yeah, I, I know exactly. I thought the same thing. I couldn't think of who it is, but he definitely has that face. I feel um, like the guy was like in Mikhail's Navy, like the original right, one, right, or one of those right. shows. God, yep, I can't yep. think of his name. So, so here's here's when uh, 
he gets Toto. So this is a Toto kid, which made no sense. Like, you know, well, he wrote the movie, Gary Conway. Why the hell would he have two people? Tojo, Toto. That's like having another character that's important in this movie. That's like Tommy, you know, Taylorson. It's like, why would you have it so close? Because there was one point in this movie, I was like, holy shit. They have the same, it's the same name, the same name. So this Toto kid, he goes, I need you to find her for me. And within minutes. I, I feel that he also sells himself short because all he wants is $3. And he he, he gets a lot of, like, I, I think if he asked for a lot more, he would get it. Because he, he does, like, without him, they, they don't find the girl. Without him, they don't find the island because the girl knows the island. So, like, he could ask for a lot more money. He, throughout the movie, he asked for $3 each time. Each favor is $3. I wonder what 3 bucks would get him over there is he getting a bunch of stuff or what or do you think he's spending it right away <laughs> like i mean like I, I i wonder what yeah what what could he possibly buy in that island but three bucks maybe seems, i don't know he seems like a street kid like so i mean like he seemed like you know like kind of like short round like he was like almost like short round <laughs> yeah. from indiana jones but couldn't joe or somebody throw him a couple extra bucks one time what would what, what it be great if Joe gave him a five? And he's like, thanks, mister. He's like, no, 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 no. Too bad. You owe me two dollars. <laughs> well, he gives him a knife at the end. So was, that was nice. That was, that was very nice. So no. So this is where, dude, he finds her so fast. He knocks on the door and right away, a ninja. This is where this scene, like throughout the movie, obviously on the beach, he breaks a lot of bones, snaps a lot of necks. This scene, he is breaking every guy's bones in seconds like you said one by one coming and just like snapping necks while she's just standing there in the doorway do you think it's possible to catch a dart between your fingers oh dude i that was my this is my favorite one the fact that he caught the dart to save her and then right away threw a ninja star through the guy's head well, they, this ninja star, again, once again, these ninjas missed. They threw a ninja star and it hit the door because the girl it <laughs> missed, missed, missed the girl's head. So they missed again. Like they literally miss every single time. And so that's when he then that's he takes the uh, the star out of the door to throw it back. And once again, a bullseye. And once again, I forgot this. Toto saves the day because he picks them up in a car. Yeah. And only wants three dollars. Again, like, so like, I mean, like, I think I, I, he should start asking for more money because he, he does a lot of big things here. Wait, maybe we don't see him all. We don't see him the whole time. Maybe he's doing $3 things every few minutes. So it's really adding up because was that his car or did he steal that car? I don't, I'm, I'm not making accusations, but he looks like a kid that could probably steal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he saves the day. And I love that. He goes, thank you, Toto. And he goes, don't mention it. Three bucks. <laughs> I love him. I love Tona. I wonder where they got the idea of three dollars, though. Like it's such an odd number. Like I mean, like you would think, like again, two dollars. I don't know, but three dollars is such a weird, like it's a weird number. You know, like because even in like what Better Off Dead, the kid wanted two dollars. Yeah. Right? So you know, like two five dollars, like three dollars just seems like I don't know, seem weird. No, it just maybe they tried all denominations, but. Just the way he says it, maybe it just wasn't funny saying six six dollars, which is the way he's like three dollars. I think that's what makes it even funnier because if it was a lot of money, it wouldn't be funny. It's like if he was like 50 bucks, it'd be like, okay, 
but just that well, it's I mean, so it, little. It looks like a it looks like a port island to begin with, or you know where they are because there's a lot of like huts and like the like merchants in the streets and everything else. So three dollars there is probably like you know twenty five bucks. Yeah. So here's the scene that I was talking about earlier. There were some ninjas for a second. I'm like, holy crap! Is this like a final ninja? This next ninja, who if you cut it, when he throws the grappling hook, that thing was going to die twenty feet before it got to the car. Okay. Where is he keeping that? Because he was, he was, I mean, like, first of all, he, he does, doesn't, he, do, he does a flip first, right? He lands in the car first because he lands in the car. He, he does a flip as the car is going at, at him. Yes. He yes. lands in the back. So that, that grapple hook was pretty big. I don't know where he would keep that because he didn't look like he had it anywhere on him when he landed in the car. That's <laughs> true. So, but you're right. He, 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 but are you surprised that he missed the truck with, you know, it literally with the grappling hook? I mean, I know they showed he made it, but you know, even, even the stun people as ninjas were horrible. <laughs> or they were just like, okay, that's good. We can cut it. <laughs> Maybe it was just like, Hey, set it up. If it looks good enough, because when, again, didn't you think for a second, this was Tojo or somebody that we didn't know that was a big ninja because this guy lasted a long time. Yeah, I didn't think uh, Tojo. Um, I just, you know, first of all, I I don't. I think that was a new ninja. I don't think it was any of the ones from before. I think it was like a new ninja. Because well, I couldn't. I can't. I can't really tell just by looking. You, at you couldn't it. tell by the, by the uniform. <laughs> two, two inches of uh, eyes. I couldn't tell. But no, he was good. The stuff that he would do was awesome. Well, it was the way he was standing there, like he was staring down the truck. So, like you, you made you think. All right, this must be like one of the main henchmen kind of thing because he does last a long time more than any ninja throughout the whole movie in fact i think he lasts longer than tojo oh i think so too oh <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get to that ridiculous stupid fight <laughs> yeah but no when he's in the back and he punches into the glass and then yeah. he starts choking armstrong and then who saves the day toto he bites his no, no, no. yeah but wait, wait. you're going wait we missed the whole part when they're dragging him Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, okay, so the, and the reason why I say that is because, so here's the first person he kills, right? So he turns the car when a motorcycle was coming down, right? He basically made the motorcycle wipe out and go flying. That was a random guy, like, just traveling. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't a ninja. And why did he do that? Because the ninja was still on the rope. Like, when, when he was dragging the ninja, why didn't he just, like, stop short? Yeah. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have worked? Exactly. And how about from when he's getting dragged to when he almost hits a car? Remember when he almost hits the car and he yep, moves yep, for one yep. second? How he doesn't break. So how the hell does that ninja go from being all the way back on the edge of that long rope to in the back of the truck in seconds? Well, you're also talking about the same ninja that was able to somehow hold on to the front of the car, you know, after he fell off. But you know what though? I give this ninja credit because he's acting more ninja-like than any other ninja in the whole movie. And, we, you know, we've already seen about 100 ninjas. He's the only one doing ninja stuff. So he might good. be, you know, he was. Now, what they, what they blow the car up with, you know, when they all jumped out? Well, no, he ran into a gas station. Okay. You're going to tell me there weren't gas t- uh, people working there? Oh, there was. That's what I mean. That was an active gas. There were cars yeah. parked there. That's what I'm saying. So he, okay, so he killed the motorcycle guy, and now he just deliberately didn't even check on them. He they basically leave the the crime scene. He, he blows up the gas station. The ninja kill, gets killed, but so does everybody that was at the gas station. 
Yeah, Joe can't lose. Why wouldn't he just be like, guys, I'm going to park the car? Or once they all jump out, because he has Toto and Alicia jump first, why not just slowly park it and be like, all right, dude, let's do this. Let me just ram it into this freaking thing. And destroy a car that, you know what? That might have been Toto's car. (laughs) (laughs) What if that was Toto? He doesn't own, his family owns, uh, they're very poor. They only own one car and he just blew it up. It would be great if he was like, Joe. You owe me a lot of three bucks. <laughs> he says, Joe, 20,000. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that he does that. He easily could have done a lot of things to kill this ninja. Again, you could stop short. He could have done like a, a, a donut or something. Like he could have done something. No, he blows up an entire gas station with people working and people getting gas. Yeah. Inspector Singh, he didn't kill Taylor, but he killed the people that were at this gas station. And the truck was going pretty fast because the ninja was having a hard time to get there. He's going to make the girl and the young kid jump out of a moving car that's going super fast. You don't know if they're going to survive or break how many bones. I mean, obviously, they get up and they walk away. But, you know, (laughs) but I mean, again, he's a little reckless. Listen, not everybody has Joe's ninja skills. He's got to remember that. He, He I think he forgets that often. And so the next scene we have, it's it's Alicia. And she gives us some serious exposition. She talks about her dad, who's a scientist, and now they're performing gene experiments on the kidnapped Marines. I thought this this scene was going to go in a different direction. The music changed. The music changed. That they were first of all, she was super calm now. You know, the the, the moonlight was there. You know, the, I just thought there was going to be a little. You know, but they don't really show too much of that in, in these American Ninja movies. No, he he kisses Judy Aronson, right? At the end of the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just in general, like I mean, like that would that would have been the prime time to like just a little something, give Joe a little break. No, Cannon never did that. Cannon didn't have gratuity. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't follow yeah. the rules of the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. He didn't. You know what? He makes his own rules. <laughs> he makes his own rules. So then we get this meeting. So then we get this meeting where the lion is standing in front of a logo of a lion. On a ninja, st- like with a ninja star over it. And he's just taught. I was like, in my head, I'm like, nowadays there's got, there's gangs and stuff. There's mafia still. I hope they have meetings like this. I, I, I'm sure they do. However, the gang, all those guys look like they're from seventies porn. They all oh, well, like how about mus- this guy? The guy that's the only guy with a gun. He's standing <laughs> there with saying? a Tommy gun. Oh, I know. <laughs> The Tommy gun. Well, doesn't uh, Jax have a Tommy gun later on, Jackson? Um, he has like a badass shotgun. I don't know if he has a Tommy gun, but this guy has a Tommy gun from the 30s. No, Jackson, I think, has a Tommy gun when he's going into the building at first. But yeah, he has oh, okay. a Tommy gun. But they all have these like cheesy mustaches or like se- like 70s vibe. Like they just look, they don't look too henchmanish. They look more like dads. They look like a bunch of dads that he <laughs> picked up, you know, to be, you know, Street Fighter. There's a, there's a fighter called, oh no, Mortal Kombat. It's Jax. Jax, yeah. Do you think it's Jackson? Oh, you know what? Jax is a is a black uh, like fighter in the yeah, in, yeah. Chief, uh, in Mortal Kombat. I wonder if they took it from American Ninja, or maybe they wanted him to play it eventually. He he only oh, he, he passed he, away. He, he, yeah, he passed away three years before Annihilation, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. And the video game had Jax in it in the second or third one, which came out like ninety yeah. four. Could have been like a tribute because he was a I think he was a military guy too. So. That makes sense. Yeah, cool. 
So then this seems great because you said like it's a bunch of dads, but you're zoomed in on these guys that of the lion talking to all these people, and then you zoom out and it's just a bunch of guys and they're a bunch of ninjas. And then yeah, they start yeah. training, dude. The training they were doing just rolling, throwing a yeah. ninja star, rolling, throwing a sword. Well, it was like show them what you guys can do. It was it was <laughs> like a choreographed dance, dance routine. That's what it looked like. I really wasn't showing much, um, but then. He wants so the he's he created these ninjas to make a super army. So he destroy he decides to destroy about 30 of them when he sends the other guy the, the other guy yeah, down. He sends Tojo down there for no reason. This is what I want to talk about. So they talk about this whole super gene like making these super warrior. I'm like, oh wow. So we're gonna get a guy that we haven't seen yet that's like a super ninja, but no. None of these guys are injected with the genes that we see later. These guys in like these giant test tubes in this right. like green liquid. And right. I'm like, wait, I was thinking that this whole time we were going to get somebody or I was thinking they were going to be like, Joe, you were one of these guys. Cause they talked about, they would have like the instincts like a lion and they would be able to right, do right, right. all these things. And I'm like, but none of these guys have that. Nothing. Yeah, you would think like one of those guys in a test tube would give Joe like a challenge. Like yes. that's the way to nothing, nothing. No. And and again, you have this Scarface guy that's basically fighting everybody. Now he easily could have killed five to get the point across. He he he, he literally kills about twenty of them. It made no sense. And it's and you see the other ninjas like go down and grab like the dead bodies and pull them out as he's fighting. Because our, our, like, the way he describes these ninjas, they're supposed to be like no feelings, no like no pain, and they don't have any emotion, no feelings. So how would they know to grab that body and like you know bring it like bring it out? Exactly. No, I know, and then that, that's what I mean. He was talking about the no emotion thing, but he was talking about the the ones that are in the test tubes that aren't even there yet. Well, I I'm, I was assuming that all those ninjas you see started off in the test tubes, and now no, now those are the first ones that they're working on. So then who are all, all those ninjas then? They're just ninjas that they found and trained. No, he created those. It's, I'm assuming that's, any, that's that's how they... How else are you going to get... No, that's what I thought. But they talked about the scientist, uh, Alicia's dad, says it later that you ruined what... No, because none of those were worked on yet. Only four Marines. The Marines that were t- took like, what, a week ago? Three or four. One was maybe a few days before. Yeah, but you don't know how long it's going on for, No. So, so then, so they don't explain anything about how those ninjas got there. Or what, what, but those guys so suck. Many. So you're telling me those are the super ninjas? They don't know how to be ninjas. I didn't see any super ninjas. That's what <laughs> I, I mean. I know that's a, that, that's a, you know what? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. I mean, it's, this whole part doesn't make sense then because I mean the fact that you have these ninjas who are not really ninjas, and then you have these super soldiers who aren't even alive. Like we don't even see them. Like they they it, it's like it's almost like they needed another half hour of the movie. To get like like one of those breaking free or something like that, you know, uh, and then you know, because yeah, I mean, we're almost there, but the fight is horrendous. It's like one of the and, worst. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, I know. No, but then, but maybe because canon only allows ninety minutes, like we have to cut out the whole part. No, because that's what I was waiting for. Like I was really yeah. waiting for. Because why would Tojo, who again he could be the greatest ninja, but these other what they're trying to create is supposed to be the greatest ever. Their instincts are heightened. They have no feelings. But no, these guys go down in two seconds. He kills the one with a sword in like two seconds. He takes a, he gets a sword right. from one of the ninjas, 
kills yeah. him with his own sword. And like you said, they drag him off like they're rats. They just pull well, the guy I think, well, that ninja deserved it because it looked like when he was handing him the sword, he dropped it. Like it was like one of those teasing things. So like when you're giving something, someone or something and then you drop it on the floor before <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get it. That's what he did. Like he, hand, he was handing him the sword, but he did drop it. So maybe he was just pissed and he just stand, he sliced them right away. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then right at this point, so wait, Jonah- so is, is he a ninja then? Yeah. How come he doesn't wear ninja clothes? Well, we saw him earlier in the ninja clothes. Yeah, the, the, the one time in the rest of the movie, he wears like a Michael Jackson outfit the whole time. He's not a he he he's like a boss ninja now. He only has to wear it when he has to, like when he's in the field, when he's training other ninjas. Then he has to get in the outfit. But when he's back in the office, you know, he's just relaxing. Okay. Yeah, look at the way the lion okay. wears. He wants to be the lion. Oh, he's got to stand out. He wears what you know. Not for nothing, by the way, in the first movie. The main bad guy wears a white suit the whole time, too. I know. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, a sidekick military guy in the first movie also. Like, what's his face in this movie? That looks like Tojo. No, no, no. What's Who's the who's the guy that was drinking at the bar? And then he got... The, what's his name? He was, like, the sidekick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, in the first movie... like This movie is, has a lot of similarities to the first movie. Well, they just wanted to get it done. Like, they wanted to just cash in on it. So they really couldn't do anything too different. Like Sam said, he wanted to be them out of the military. He actually wanted to do Jackson and Armstrong were out of the military, living in a city. Like I guess that would be more like death wish three. That'd be like Mr. Nanny. <laughs> like it wouldn't make sense. Like it would, that'd be so stupid. I mean, I'm glad they went the direction they did. <laughs> so then we get Joe and Alicia. They take a little boat over and again, he could have put Come on 20 miles in that little boat. I know <laughs> 20 miles. <laughs> and, and why is he bringing her knowing that it's going to be super dangerous there? Exactly. I wrote, there's thousands of ninjas. He could have put her anywhere and she right. wouldn't have got found. No, he, he brings her like literally to every like dangerous area in the whole movie. Yeah. Brings her right to the belly of the beast right there. Oh, hey, yeah. let's do this. He, he's a great ninja, but he, he lacks common sense in a lot of things. No, he does. No. So then the fat, the, his tool, do you remember his tool that he had? It was like a Swiss army knife, but it was a wire cutter. Like he, he would bring that with him. Like, like that's his, well, it was a wire cutter, but what it was is it was a knife. He took the knife off, flipped it yeah. and then it connected to something. And it had like measurements on it. It was like, there was a bunch of measurements. <laughs> It had measurements on it. Like, is that like a ninja tool? Like, <laughs> you had to measure the wire you're cutting, make sure it's the right. But the fact that he's like, you're like, oh, badass Joe Armstrong. And then I'm thinking he could jump it. No, you just made a point. So why would he have that? Because if he's a ninja, he easily can get over that gate, the fence. So he wouldn't need a wire cutter. Yeah, because it was electrified. He would have got electrocuted. Uh, right. he could have just climbed right over it. And, well, and then those guys knew he was there. Those guys knew he was there because they were like walking through and they're going, oh, hole in the fence. There goes his common sense. You know, if he climbed over and helped her climb over, they wouldn't have seen that. But he wasn't thinking clearly. And he's always like, he's almost like, like almost two steps behind every time. Yeah. Or he just likes kicking ass and he knew those guys were going to find it. So, you know. Yeah, because he was kind of waiting for them because he saw him just before he cut it. So that could right. be it. And then here, he's just kicking ass again. Outside, all these guys just come to him, snaps their neck, breaks bones. 
another another sword missing him and then he is this where he hikes it or is that inside the arena no 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 this is where he, i think he hikes it he takes a sword he's bent over and he hikes it and he, and he flies into the uh, ninja's chest yeah. <laughs> like he literally could throw a sword any which way and it lands and hits the direct you know spot every time these ninjas miss every it's single amazing. time. They, he literally, I mean, it would be cool if he got like a, a, maybe a, a dart or an arrow in his shoulder and he breaks it and he pulls it off. Like, you know, like show something, nothing. They miss every time. He's the perfect. worst ninjas. <laughs> I think you're right. Seagal did take that because he's like, I don't want to get a scratch like that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's almost like, it's almost a little too ridiculous. I mean, like, you know, you have... A, Easily, that has to. He must have between him and Jackson, hundred ninjas. Say, not one has the aim to, to hit him. Then they're not ninjas. They're not ninjas. Uh, I love to know the backstory to these ninjas. They're just looking for work. The economy's rough. They're just. They took any ninjas because they just need anyone. They need bodies. They might be just like the the local. Like I said, maybe the local dads who like they. What's that with the search when they form that like unit at night to to patrol the the neighborhood watch? Yeah, maybe maybe they're just the dads and neighborhood watch ninjas. They're like, hey, join join the ninja club. It's just fun. Nothing bad will happen. You know, fifty die the first. You know, they get killed by their own boss. I, you know what? Considering they were in the back of the bar changing, I bet you they're part of that gang. They are probably all look like those guys that you know in the bar, the gang bar, and that's when they they change and you know take turns and you know they're because they those guys are sloppy too. Well, those guys are sloppy, but they look sloppy. I wonder it'd be funny if they were in a ninja outfit because all <laughs> the other ninjas fat, are the you same. One fat ninja come out. Yes, <laughs> belly. You see his belly button because all the other ninjas are the same same height almost. They look at every the same height, same like just build like they look at they like look like you said stormtroopers. Well, exactly what to, they look at. Wait, how many of these ninjas are the same ninja? Like when we see like the one that's in the jeep that did that awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. Was he the one on the beach earlier? <laughs> so you have a you have like say in the movie, especially at the end, you see five hundred ninjas. You t- yeah. so you think there's like only like five real like stunt people. And they just keep doing the same scenes over and over again because you would never know. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, then that guy, that guy must have a lot of bruises. Then if he's the, he's if he's like the main guy that just you know, hurry up, quick, run, run, run back up front, you get you're up again. <laughs> yeah, he gets his ass kicked, thrown off a, a cliff. He has to run back up, run through the door again. He comes back and he's got like like leaves stuck to him, you know, from the last fall. <laughs> So then at this whole time, Jackson is just chomping at the bit. He they're all hanging out in Wild Bill's office. And Wild Bill's like, oh, we have to get the okay from the you know the ambassador. And he goes, I'm boogieing, baby. Who's coming with me? And then at that point, everybody's like finally convinced, like Wild Bill and everybody's like, you know what? Let's just go over there. And they take a little too long. I was hoping he was gonna be there right away. Well, it is 20 miles. It's 20 miles. So, I mean, again, you would think they would have a speedboat or something. So, I mean, you know, they probably took our canoes or whatever. You know, and Jackson looks like Rambo at this point. Dude, he is so badass. But just before he they, they get there, we get Joe and Alicia after they beat you know, all the oh. ninjas up. They, they dress like ninjas. And I thought this was so funny. Just thinking about, just think about your job. If you were like at, in the copy room. 
and there was just a ninja standing there. The fact that you see all these scientists and all these people like looking at telescopes and microscopes, and then you see two ninjas. Well, so okay, so two things about this part with them dressed up. So number one, we just discussed how every ninja is exact same height and built, and then you have this short ninja and this monster ninja walking around. That's number one. But two, they somehow there was a tour of the lab. They somehow and with a bunch of like men, you know, regular men, part of the you know the gang of of the line, and two ninjas in the crowd with them. Yeah, like no one noticed. Like the two ninjas were like listening to the whole like they they li- like literally tried to blend in as ninjas with the, all the other guys in in that lab. And they wouldn't know. They wouldn't be like, hey, for, well, because they probably see each other so much, right? They would know just by that little two inch like cut. They wouldn't be in in the middle of the crowd listening of what's going on with the whole <laughs> yeah. lab. Like they were literally in like like like, like as if they're on a tour and they were just following everybody as ninjas. That's. Would like the ninja manager come over and be like, come on guys. I know, I know you guys might be new here. No listening to the secret meeting. So here's what I wanted to mention to you. So this is when we kind of mentioned it before, so I won't go too far into it again, but this is when the lion's talking to all the, I guess that there's investors, which I don't understand right. him at all because later in the movie, there's a number that's mentioned that is, makes no sense. Yeah, but, so, but you know, he's a drug dealer and I feel like he barely exactly. talks about drugs. It's, it's all about the ninjas. But he's a drug- no, that's it. So he's, a, he's like, he's, his main thing is a drug dealer. So yeah. So like, I almost feel like they forgot that plot. They so no, they kind of did. So he's talking about that. They, they're going to have the skill to attack and defend and they're going to be the most lethal assassins. And then in my head, I'm like, what? That's Joe. Like, I wonder in something we know how Joe grew up and how he was trained about the man that found the, the, the uh, his like father figure that found yep. him and trained him as a kid. But for one second, I'm just like, holy shit, that's Joe. Joe is this what they want is is exactly like he's right there. Well, I think the problem is because they already showed you in the first movie flashbacks of him, you know, being found and, and training that they couldn't do it in a second movie. Because, I mean, ideally, I think you're 100% right. That That's exactly what he should have been. Like, he's yeah. the super soul, like, ninja. But they already blew it with the first part. So, yeah. Now, if people don't remember the first movie or they didn't show the flashbacks, they probably could have gotten away with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that uh, Alicia's dad is doing the... He's talking to all the guys on the tour and the lion's like, well, what else would they be able to do? And he, like doesn't want to talk about it and they're like oh i think the scientist needs his vitamins and then they're like can you take him away and dude they're slowly walking down the stairwell joe and alicia are following and joe does this like front flip down the stairs to just beat the shit out of these two guys really quick yeah and and we need to talk about the father's age because there's no way how old do you think that guy is he's got to be in his eighties, well, easy. I mean, like my my father's seventy five. He does not look like that. So I mean, and she looks like she could be in her like thirties, maybe, or even late twenties. Yeah, that's not. I mean, poor choice for a father. Well, this is the mid eighties, so the mid eighties, he probably could be sixty five years old. People looked a lot older back then. Well, again, now that you say it, considering we t- we talked about this already on the island, 
a lot of the old guys have these young young women. So maybe his wife, we don't know the mom. We never meet, meet her mom. So maybe she's young and, you know, now it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so this is where he drops the line. He says to Alicia, you have to stop the lion. He's shipping $5 billion worth of Aaron. Billion dollars? From the 80s, too. Yes. So, yeah. I'm like, and, billion. And again, this is like, literally, like, maybe the second time drugs is mentioned in the whole movie. And, and then Joe thinks it's the best time to uh, sit in the stairwell. And then he has, like, what I would only have to say that it's, like, Luke talking to Obi-Wan or to Yoda. He's having, like, a little flashback. Well, it's a little m- meditation. Um, but I don't – and then he starts talking about ninja magic. So I kind of got excited about this. I'm like, all right, we're going to see some ninja magic. Yeah. Outside of the puff of smoke, which I don't know where that came from, there was no ninja magic at all. Nope. <laughs> nothing at all. I mean, I, I felt like during a fight, he might throw like a fireball or something. You know, like, nothing. 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 At no all. Ninja, no, he did a puff of smoke. That was the magic. <laughs> Just the fact he brought, and he brought that up at the end of the whole thing. At the right. end and of the, that whole dream thing. And before he goes into like the big fight. So like you're thinking like this big buildup of some kind of, you know, and maybe, maybe the bad ninja also has ninja magic. And now they're going to have like, you know, it could have been like the last dragon kind of thing, you know, the glow. Or they could have just started doing ninja, uh, the magic tricks back and forth. <laughs> Joe pulls a rabbit out of the hat. Tojo, you know, say, Hey, guess the number between one and a hundred. <laughs> I think that would have been a different kind of movie. Spoof movie. That'd be good. Nobody's ever done that, right? A yeah, that would have been good. Spoof yeah. movie of all those movies. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing that. <laughs> so then we get uh they finally get the other guys get into the island. And Jesus, man, just so badass what Jackson just does to some of these guys. Well, but all of them, they they just they keep walking forward and they start just mowing down everybody, you know, with grenades. Uh, there might even been a rocket launcher. I don't know. But like machine guns. I'm telling you, I think Jax had a, a Tommy gun also or something. Um, and then he gets rid of it when he goes inside. Um, but yeah, it was just insane. Like just mowing down. Yeah, because he switched to a shotgun. He does that switch to a pretty shotgun. Pretty insane, too. Yeah, yeah. No, he... He just mows. He, yeah, he, this this part is awesome with Jack. And those those swords he has later on are insane. So this is where I, we were talking about, like with the with Wild Bill when he shows up, he's wearing like the same yep. outfit, like maybe a, an homage, maybe Sam right. or costume designer was. Did it have the G. same? Symbol, did it have the same symbol on the hat? The Calvary, yeah, it's the same symbol. <laughs> Pretty much, like it's not to a letter to the yeah, yeah. T of it, but right, right, right. It's wow. close enough when you look at it. You're like. Yeah, this is it. That's amazing. <laughs> so then, like, right at this time when Jackson's just beating the crap out of guys, like when he busts out, like, the two swords, that's so cool when he pulls out those two swords. Those butcher, like, yeah, what, what like, and those swords were insane. Like, perfect for him, but, like, insane. And then he snaps a guy's neck with his boot. But does he really? Because the guy gets it. up. No, right. No. And then the guy gets up. He does? The really? guy gets and then Jackson says, Stay down! 
Oh, I didn't even notice that part. Wait, you didn't hear him yell at the ninja to stay down? I heard him say that, but I don't remember the guy getting up because he snapped his neck. I heard it. No, he he, he he was fighting a bunch of ninjas, and then he steps on the guy's neck, and he goes, he makes that, like, ankle twist. Like, you can see his body twisting when he snaps the guy's yeah. ne- neck. And then the guy ninja starts getting up, and he turns around, and he yells at him. He goes, stay down. Oh, so the ninja dude. put his head back down and closed his eyes. How the hell did I miss that? Oh, you, oh, you got to look You got to look that up. That's a good one. It, it, it's actually, it's almost like spoofy because like the, literally the ninja puts his head back down and it closes his eyes. Oh, dude, I love that. Cause that's what's great about these movies. And I'm sure Sam went for that. Like, Hey, we know what we're making and yeah. that's, you know, and then just right about at the same time is when Joe finds the four Marines. Okay. I have a, I, I have a little issue with this part. So yeah. yes, there's two ninjas guarding this door, right? Um, which Joe, Joe takes out in two seconds. And then he just clearly just opens the door. Like <laughs> those, there was four, there was four Marines in there that easily could just walked out at any time, maybe taken on the ninjas to try. It wasn't locked. Like they, they weren't chained. They weren't like, they were just literally sitting there. looked like they were playing cards. Like they were sitting yeah. on the floor playing cards with a door that was not locked. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the two ninjas that were guarding the door because they were like, Oh, here's another ninja walking up. And he like gets so close. And then he like, just takes him out and like, I think one was like a punch and then he throws a kickback at the same time and just takes them both out. Like nothing. It was, it was like a, it was like a head nod. Like, you know, yeah, I'm a ninja, you're a ninja kind of thing. Like, you know, they gave each other. <laughs> Is that what they say? I'm a ninja, you're a ninja. We're all ninjas, but I'm not your ninja. I'm an American ninja. I, love I don't that. know. You know, the, the, considering the way. They, these marines took out the ninjas at the end of the movie they easily could have four of them could have taken out those two ninjas so like they were training I, it's, they were training inside the room they were listening to all the the practice you know the tojo practicing they saw through like a little maybe through the keyhole they were like oh that's what you do because they did not fight earlier in the movie the two at the bar were the worst oh ridiculous and they do a lot of kick-ass at the end of the movie they do when they go into the arena the fighting arena that's just like perfectly, and they're fighting with swords. Like I, I don't, I don't think the, I, like Marines really like practice fighting with like ninja sh- swords. And they were fighting with swords. They were they were rolling on the ground, getting like it was. Yeah, they they were doing some moves. Did you laugh when the ambassador was talking? To, <laughs> he was talking to the lion in the hallway. Like they were walking casually while all this shit was happening with explosions and fights going on. He's like, what are we going to do, Leo? What are we going to do? And then they walk up and he's like, oh, thank God you're here. I, I love Wild Bill. He says, go get, go get that guy, right? Yeah. And, then he, and then he goes to the other guy, the 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 the, the, uh, the, the, the cop or whatever. He goes, get that weasel or something like that, or don't let yeah. that weasel escape. <laughs> Good old Wild Bill. <laughs> So then we get Tojo versus Joe. Very disappointed. I was just expecting like an all out, like a long, like choreographed back and forth. It wasn't long at all. Number one, two, just, I I think Joe needed some kind of like sword cut on his leg or something like something like, you know, like this, this is the, this is the best ninja they have in the movie. He's the big villain. You can tell me he can't touch Joe either. Like, I mean, he should have gotten some kind of cut, nothing. And then he picks up a shotgun, which ninjas don't use guns. 
Yeah, I know. Right? I, I mean, no, but he, you know, he misses every, like, how is he dodging? He, and he, he shoots, how many, how many bullets did he shoot? Like six or seven, like maybe even more. He missed them every time. Maybe it's ninja magic. And not even that he was missing. He was missing and shooting his own guys. Every miss well, again, was another ninja yeah. in the background. Just stand. Why wasn't the other ninja behind that was right next to Joe? Why wasn't he like grabbing Joe from behind? No, he was just waiting there to get shot by <laughs> Joe. And then and then Joe climbs that like field goal thing. Where was he going? Because I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming if he had any more bullets, he wasn't going to make it out. Like that might have been one time he got shot because he was climbing a he was climbing that wooden platform that had nowhere else to go. But he timed it perfectly for no bullets. And how about Alicia watching? She was watching and she was just doing. It was like they were like, okay, reaction, happy, okay, good, reaction, sad, and then reaction, the last one, sort of horny. Because when she's watching him <laughs> slash, she, dude, he slashes Tojo twice in the chest and falls on the ground. And she like bites her knuckles in like a sexual way. Well, maybe, maybe fighting turns her on. Well, that, well, she's living in the perfect place. Oh, without a doubt. Now, why did he put that rope in his mouth before they had that last battle? Like, what did that mean? I don't know what that was. <laughs> And, and, you know, again, they made it look like this, like they were fighting a little bit. He had the gun, he missed. And then they both dove together, you know, happened to have two swords right across from each other. They could dive to. So a little dramatic there. And then you hear the music getting louder and faster and like here, they're both holding their swords up. What's going to happen? And no, he just slashes them twice. Yeah. Like that was to me a very weak death for like the main villain. Like he, he's just as bad as the other ones. I mean, if he's that bad, yet he killed about 20 of them earlier, how bad are the, the, the ninjas? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact they didn't even do like the old uh, cliche, he's still alive, like after he slashed him twice. Right. But if he like looks to Alicia, she comes down and then like he grabs a sword, stands up and maybe maybe Jackson saves him, something. Or he gets up and throws a sword at Alicia and Joe catches it and throws it back and, st- and throws it right back at him and kills him. That'd be cool. Joe could do it. Joe he could he could do it. <laughs> so that was it. So all they did. So this Leo the Lion guy, who obviously was taking people's what you know, taking Taylor's wife, selling all this heroin. He doesn't really have. We just he gets arrested. No, Leo gets blown up. The, the father is putting, first of all... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Okay, so so first of all, they just happen to have bombs with wires and a remote control right right by all the test tubes that the, the father is putting yes. on, sticking to all the <laughs> test tubes. And then he, he, he basically blasts him for, literally, but blasts him for, you know, ruining everything he wanted. So now I'm going to ruin your stuff. And they both died together. It was a suicide mission for him. So, yeah. And those were, yes, no, because the, the reason I was traumatized by that scene, there was actual guys like that had like probably the flyer, the flame retardant gel that were in there in the fire. Right. Yeah. It was insane looking. I'm like, yeah. we, we don't need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was crazy. So, yeah. So, yeah. So he didn't get arrested. He died. Um, I, I'm so, assuming the cop got arrested, but yeah, it's just so ridiculous. And, and, you know, at the end, Joe gets the girl, but why couldn't Jack's girlfriend go with him? 
made no sense because it made so okay. So that scene when when they get to the party and they and Wild Bill says, "You guys did good for Army men, but if you want to join the Marines, I could pull some strings." Yeah, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> no, Joe. Joe says, "I don't know about Jackson, but I have other plans." And he puts his arms around Alicia, yep. and then right at that same time, we get like this medium shot of Jackson, and he smirks. He goes, "So do I, Colonel." And then he's with the smoke show. And then immediately yeah. in the next line, he goes, I-, I promise I'll call you. Yeah. I'll write no, you. you. No, you won't. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know th- th- that didn't make sense. Why couldn't he take her with, you know? Yeah. So how many days after everything that happened? Is this the next morning? Did they do anything together? Did I think this is up? a weekend. I think, I think it was just a weekend trip. That didn't seem <laughs> like short weekend. trip. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't, I don't mean to go back, but the one thing we forgot, I wrote it down, is so the, when the Marines are fighting, they all supposedly died by the ninjas because they all fell down and got like with swords. They all got slashed. Yet oh, as yeah. soon as the, the Wild Bill gets there, they all pop up and run out. <laughs> so they, were they playing dead? Yeah. Because <laughs> they, all, they all survived. All, all the, Mar- the Marines stood up. The second Jacks and all the, the guys got there, they stood up and they, they show you literally them standing up and running out. That's great. <laughs> like, they didn't even, like, limp out. No, they just got up and ran away. They, they played dead. <laughs> so the, the movie cannot end without seeing Toto one more time. And he goes, hey, Joe, you owe me five bucks. And Joe gives him a Swiss army knife. And the only thing I would have added to this movie if I wrote it, it would have been he takes it, he opens it up, and he goes, whoa, is this for me? Wouldn't it be shitty if Joe was like, no, it's not for you? But it'd be great if he goes, this is great, Joe, but where's my five bucks? That'd be the perfect <laughs> ending. Yeah, that'd, that'd be funny. That would roll, be good. Roll, roll yeah. credits, yeah. Yeah. everything from there. But it was nice that Joe thought of him like that. Yeah, but you know what, though? He's a ninja. He should have given like a, a ninja star. Ooh. Like something like a, a, something. A, what's what's a pocket knife? Like, that's a, like a, there's no relevance to, to the movie. Like, it doesn't make sense. I, I, I think a ninja star would have been cooler. Swiss Army, you know, with Toto with his skill set, it's got a fork on there. It's got a toothpick. It's got a screwdriver. It's got his corkscrew. There's like 20 different ways to use that. So, and he is like a Swiss Army knife. No one told him. He's probably going to sell it for something else. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll sell it for like a stereo and then I'll sell the stereo for a tire and then the tire for, and then eventually he has another car. Cause how did he have that car? Uh, again, I'm going to, I'm assuming he's, he's like, cause short round also got a car. I'm assuming that he stole the car. To- Listen, Toto's handy. He's to me without Toto, they don't win the whole, they don't win the whole fight. Oh no. Alicia's dead. Now his wife is dead, so might as well add, you know, Alicia to the list. <laughs> I can't believe you thought Alicia was Taylor's wife. Yeah, because it was like five minutes afterwards. They're like, my, "Oh, my wife's been kidnapped there," and then five minutes later, I see this woman get kid like taken away. I'm like, "Oh." And again, I, I was waiting for the end of the movie to mention, and what happened to Taylor's wife? Because they it was never mentioned again. Can you imagine if it was at the end of the credits and she's like, "Hey, you forgot about me." As the as the boats are pulling away, like she's waving to them. <laughs> she's in like a, a cat, an ivory tower, tower. like in uh, Rapunzel. Hey, maybe right. she becomes ninja. Is there a ninja, a female ninja, in any of the, uh, the new movies? Well, not after that, but that'd be great. If like American Ninja okay. Three, it was her. 
and right. she goes after Joe because it's like, hey, why'd you leave me? Yeah, yeah, see? Oh, man, that was American Ninja 2. Jamie, man, obviously, I think I know what you're going to say, but would you recommend it? You don't have to ask. This is this is this has been probably one of my favorite movies we've reviewed. It's, you know, again, it's, it is silly. The, some of the action is so, you know, schlocky, but it's, it's so entertaining. Cause like you said earlier, it does not stop the movie. Literally. Like if there's maybe five minutes of slow time, there's an action scene right around the corner. And it's just, it just, it's fun. It's a fun movie. And I absolutely, you don't even have to see the first one. You don't have to see the first one. Watch this one. The, the movies really don't relate at all. Um, in fact, I would just watch this one. I think this is like, this one's awesome. <laughs> I, I I have to go and dive and watch all of them, but the first two are awesome. Like I like this one, the best out of the two, like, like you mentioned a bunch in it, like when we were talking about it, it's just cause Steve James role in this movie, not only is he getting Correct. more, you know, chances to show his martial arts chops, but his comedic Correct. chops. Cause he's really funny in this movie. He is, and I think I think if you don't have him as much in the movie as as he, he was, this movie is basically part one, you know. Um, but I think Dudikoff is not in the third one, so to me, no. you take him out, and I don't I don't even know if Steve James is. I think Dudikoff is in the fourth. Steve one. James, Steve James is in the third one. Yeah, he is in the third one. He's in the third one, okay. and Dudikoff is not. I don't think. I think he's not in the third. He's in the fourth and the fifth. Right. And and he 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 teams up with the new American Ninja in this in the third one, yeah. Because the third the guy in the third one goes to the fourth one. So yeah, listen, Dudikov is the American Ninja. So when you when you replace him, it kind of to me it kind of changes the movie a little bit. But I guess if Steve James is still in it, then then it's worth watching. Then I guess I have to. Watch yeah, it. Dudikov from there he didn't work with Canon for like another seven years. So maybe he was just like you know I want to try something different. So James died before the fourth one. Uh, or is he in the fourth one? I don't know. He might be in the fourth one. I know the fifth one came out after he died because the fifth okay. one's like 94, 95. Because they really churned him out. Yeah, I think the yeah, I think the next one's 90 or 92 or something. We'll put it on the calendar for uh for next year. But yeah, so that was American Ninja 2. And uh the next sequel that we're covering covering oh, came to us. It, it, it like presented itself. Obviously, a podcast a lot of people enjoy and it kind of inspired us to start this is how did this get made so they were doing a talking cat that had the good the bad and the sequel alum eric roberts as a talking cat so during the episode when paul Shear said hey there's a sequel that's called talking pony i think right away i like stopped listening i texted you and i was like dude we got to try to find somebody so i got on the horn i connected with the sound guy for the from the movie this guy loves sound so much his name is Audio Andy. Andy was one of the coolest guys. He grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. One day, right after 9-11, he was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta stop. He was working for like an insurance company. He's like, dude, there's gotta be more to this. So he decided to pursue his dream. We're talking about how he came to work at Capitol Records, uh, the movies that he worked on with full moon pictures, and lots more. Audio Andy, great dude. And he provided me with his audio. So it's probably gonna be the best sounding interview yet. Jamie, are you excited for a talking pony? I have a feeling uh, we're, um, we're going a little backwards. You know, we, we, hit a, we hit a home run today with the American Ninja. 
Um, I was hoping, you know, we had Superman 2, even though, you know, it was a bad movie. It was still better than a lot of the ones we recently did. I have a feeling we're going to be going backwards. Well, Christine DeBell's in it, another alum of ours. So, uh, no, it should be good. And it's only to rent 99 cents on Amazon. So, woof. Oh, shocker. Uh, it's not more money? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night.